Welcome to the Hyperbeat Podcast. Each episode, we chat with fitness professionals to get the story behind the business they created. All right, guys, welcome back. Episode 23 of the Hyperbeat Podcast. On today's edition of the pod, we're chatting with Brooke Alexander. Brooke and her partner, Dan, took over the MetaFit Australia brand in 2019, as well as being the owners of the MetaFit franchise in Canada. During this chat, we talk about the complexities of running a brand in two countries, as well as resisting the urge to take the brand online during the height of the COVID pandemic. My first question to Brooke, take us through your background in health and fitness. So I was um, born and raised in Canada and had an interest in fitness. It's probably one of those kind of long ways if I was probably following my heart a little, I would have gone into fitness straight out of high school, but Mm -hmm. thought um, like a big city giant skyscraper career was um, a little more glamorous. (laughs) So I started more down that track. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh, the corporate world. It looked so great from afar. Um, So I was still really active. I've kind of gone to the gym and and done stuff like that since, um, you know, in my early 20s and really been engaged, wanting to be fit and healthy. So that's always been something in my my repertoire, I Mm -hmm, suppose. mm -hmm. And then also love to travel. So I came to Australia 17 years ago as a backpacker for one year (laughs) and I'm still here. (laughs) So shall in love. Worked out pretty quickly how big Australia is and when you rhyme off all the things that you want to do and you think you do them in a year, most people laugh and now <laughs> understand why they do that. Um, so was pretty lucky when I stayed. So still wasn't working in fitness, was working more in that kind of corporate space. And I met my partner and he had um, was in business with his brother. So he had electrical retail okay. and did that with him for quite a few years. And then around 2012, that all closed down. Um, we were both working in the business at that time mm-hmm. and going to the gym together. That was another big part of our relationship. So it was a habit that we had together as a couple got up every morning and went to, we used to go to fitness first in Richmond okay. every morning. And he actually was the first one to go down the track of getting his cert three and cert four. And I was moved into um, more of the HR kind of corporate space in the city. And so he was a PT in Richmond. And so everything we do, we do together still. So he's my business partner as well. Um, it's my partner in life, <laughs> so to say. So he started doing PTs in Richmond and a bit of group fitness staff. And the um, studio he was working um, out of put on a Metafit course, so a private one. So when it was still relatively new in Melbourne, um, so I'll probably a bit of background on Metafit if you're not familiar. It was started in the UK in 2008. Um, from a guy named Justin Kokorin, who was out of the SAS. Mm-hmm. And he went into his own gym when he left the Royal Marines and wanted to do group stuff, but found that most of what was on offer at the time was like aerobic based and really seemed to be targeted more towards um, women. So he wanted something that appealed to men and women and was a little harder and looked more like the training that he did. So he designed Metafit classes, which is just high intensity interval training, Mm -hmm. um, body weight classes. 
and then was approached quite organically to teach that style of class to some instructors for a mate that he had in Scotland. So we put a bit of a course together um, and it just went flying at the time. So very organically grown. Um, He's still very hands-on in the business. And then it was brought to Australia by another guy named Daniel Wilson, who was from the UK. So kind of long story short, bringing that in, when Dan, my partner, learned how to become a Metafit coach, he came home one day and said, like, I've just done this class that's like 30 minutes body weight only and was nearly dying. (laughs) It's the hardest class I've ever done. And so, like, I was pretty eager thinking half an hour. Are you serious? Like, you know, we're still at that stage going to the gym, you know, for an hour, even maybe a little bit longer, kind of thinking that's about the minimum you need to have Mm -hmm. a good workout. Mm -hmm. And so he said, oh, I have to practice a bit. So I had a friend come over and he put us through a class like in the living room and we nearly died. And (laughs) (laughs) so right from that point, we were kind of like that (laughs) love-hate relationship with Metafit (laughs) because it is quite nasty at the time. Feel pretty good when you're done. Um, So he kept doing that and he was teaching Metafit classes and commenting on you know how popular they were and occasionally he would put um, me and a couple of friends through one and we really enjoyed it and so a business was for sale in Ringwood and it was very small it had minimal equipment it was quite old Mm -hmm. and coming out of like that fitness first experience you know which is especially Richmond it was just stunning and beautiful Mm. equipment and you can want for nothing in there I looked around this space and like the girl a year ago would have went oh god no like I would never train in in this but I just looked at it and said it'll be brilliant like we'll run Metafit classes and we don't need anything else Um, so just kind of really changed my perspective on training and how to train and what is a good workout. Um, so yeah, we decided to purchase that business in Ringwood. Um, so it would have been eight years in October if we were still there. Like we put Menefit on the timetable and it was like a cult following class almost straight away. So we did a little bit of that education with the clients around training like that, why you train like that that we wouldn't expect them to train like that every day, but that adding a class or two a week can really deliver some great results. And and it took off the way, exactly the way that we wanted it to um, and made it really easy to operate in quite a minimal space. So did you retain most of the clients that were already part of that gym or did you have to go and find new ones? Oh, we definitely retained the vast majority of the clients. Um, We were really lucky like that. We learned that as well as most people don't like a lot of change. Mm -hmm. So if you come in and offer as good a service or better and don't make too many drastic changes, most people will stay. Um, There's always a few that maybe you're training with someone more around a personal relationship that they have Mm -hmm. that will follow someone somewhere else. But the guy that um, we purchased the studio from was leaving the industry. So he was going back to the corporate world. uh, So we didn't have to worry that he was going to take anyone with him, you know, 5K down the road or anything like that. So, and, but we did grow. So we purchased that business and I'm still at this point had my full time 
real job, as we like to say, <laughs> when you work in <laughs> fitness, right. if you're a PT or group instructor, you usually have a real job. And he was full-time as a PT and group instructor. And we had another full-time um, employee that we inherited. And then we had a few group instructors as well that filled in certain classes here and there. So um, for the most part, it operated as quite a small, you know, owner operated studio mm-hmm. for all the years that, that we were there. And did you find having Metafit on the timetable helped expand the clients that were coming in the client base? Yeah, it was definitely a key driver mm-hmm. and it's uh, the type of class that lends itself really well to PT. So to adding on a PT, like if you ask, my partner or me kind of that perfect mix we would always say strength training first um having like you know maybe three days a week kind of minimum focused on on lifting heavy things Mm -hmm. and then adding in one or two hit sessions a week just body weight flat out the way it's supposed to be done is a real recipe for success when it comes to you know that health and fitness Mm -hmm. And then doing all the other things that you still love to do, whether it's walking the dog or running or swimming and stuff. Um, so having that branded t- class on the timetable certainly drew people in, but it complemented what the studio did as well, which was primarily personal training. Okay. So you couldn't just come into um, Ringwood Personal Training and just do a workout mm-hmm. like a, a normal gym. So you were in there either doing a PT session or doing a class. And so- we had about 12 to 14 was kind of the sweet spot in our space in terms of class sizes. Um, so it was never big. We were never going to be able to pack, you know, 30 or 40 people in in a group fitness class. Was that one of the key drivers to expanding out to Canada? So in that period, um, so Daniel Wilson, who had the Metafit franchise at the time, had approached my partner um, to do the be the master trainer for Victoria. Um, he was moving to Queensland. So my Dan, of course, it's two Daniels, which can make it a <laughs> little confusing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to follow along, but he did the um, master trainer role. So he even did some courses in New Zealand and, and Canberra, but primarily he was did all the Melbourne workshops. So he was already um, doing more and more with Metafit and he loved teaching the workshops. Um, That was like, it's a great course. We're probably a little biased, but it is a great course. And when he saw the opportunity to come up for the Canadian franchise, uh, we kind of jumped on it. For me, it was a way to get home maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. so have an opportunity to to get back to Canada. And then we loved the brand. We saw how great it was in our business. Uh, Dan was already teaching the course and really, really valued the education side of it. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a no-brainer for us. So we approached Justin and did the purchase of the the UK, um, sorry, the Canadian franchise. So that was in 2016. So just talk me through the logistics of running a business from another country. <laughs> yeah. how, how, did you, how did you manage that? <laughs> it was definitely harder than it looked and was a little more challenging, yeah, than, um, than we realized. Mm. Fortunately, 
Daniel Wilson, he was a great mentor. So he really kind of took me under his wing at the time and showed me how to set up Facebook advertising Mm -hmm. and things like that. So that was really good. And that was probably around the time too, like Facebook advertising was pretty effective. So he was getting, he got great results from advertising the course on Facebook and um, it's it's different now. Yeah, it's much, as we know, much it's more a, difficult now. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. much more difficult. Um, so when we first started, it was a way to it got us enough people enrolled. So going over there meant running the courses meant we had to be there. So we went and did the first few. So quite quickly, we we realized that we were going to need a master trainer mm-hmm. in Canada. Uh, We got lucky. So we had a guy in Ontario who approached us, did the course and got it straight away, like really understood how it's supposed to be taught, moved really well, which is really important for us is that our master trainers um, can do really good demonstrations necessarily have to be elite athletes, but really have that great technique down and then, just get the fundamentals of the brand. So he did, and he had his own small business. So we felt very aligned to him. Like he understood, he put it on his timetable in the town that he was in, got great results as well, really had a good feedback from his clients. So he started being a master trainer for us relatively quickly, certainly quicker than you would do it if we were living there, it probably maybe would have taken a year, okay. two years even to find a master trainer because you'd want to do it yourself every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just didn't have that luxury. Key there was having the right people on the ground. 100%. Yeah. And then we found a second master trainer and she's brilliant as well. Like just an absolute jet like one of those people that walks into the room and like everybody's kind of looking you know it just has that real charismatic personality and again delivered had their own bricks and mortar small business running group classes so really loved the idea of having all that programming done because metafit is that pre-recorded tracks with the music, the timing, the exercises. So quickly understood how that could really support her and her business and then loved the the discipline of the training as well. And they had a really unique client group. So they um, work with clients, not always, but they had some groups, clients who are morbidly obese. Mm -hmm. So you would initially think, well, that's the worst thing you would do is throw them into a hit class. Um, but they did it and did it in a way where they ran like the same track for a month, really giving their clients an opportunity to understand the movements, obviously regressing as much as necessary, depending on each client's ability, but found it really, really successful. So it really helped their clients really good for them because it allowed them to focus a hundred percent on their client rather than, you know, having to look at a timer, have to be checking Mm. which exercise is next. So especially in a room where you want to be really a hundred percent focused on technique gave them that opportunity. So for us, it's really important to have a master trainer that they believe in the brand. It's not just a job that they understand it. Um, So between Adam and Crystal, we were really lucky that we had those two on the ground. So if you, if you flash forward to today, is it still running? So COVID, COVID really like put a spanner in the works for Mm. us there. So we actually 
had just made an agreement to um, get it into eight YMCA's. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so training up all of the trainers at the YMCA. And that's also based in Canada? Yeah, that was all in Ontario. Okay, so you're expanding, potentially expanding out through there as well. It's definitely gone flying backwards Mm -hmm. through the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. but it's coming back. Um, So seeing a little bit of a changeover in the industry there as well. My partner's daughter, she's very much into fitness as well, her and her husband, and they're just relocated to Vancouver. So they're going to start running some courses as well. They've already got a little bit of a network there. So we're really going to put some focus into 2023 into, into Canada where we've just kind of let it tread water, I suppose, for the last couple of years. So are you finding that people are coming back into the gym space after COVID or are they staying away? They might be a little bit frightened or apprehensive about coming back. What what are you, what are you actually seeing? Oh, I definitely, I think it's both. Okay. It's um, both. It depends. I think it depends on the area. It's still depending on the season. Mm-hmm. It's still depending so much on the individual and then obviously still depending on some of the um, the rules and restrictions that are still in place around different things. So I know a lot of that's recently just eased, okay. but we've seen it with our courses. So uh, Medifit classes are always delivered in person. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the education side of it. So that was obviously presented its challenges. I did read that in the notes. I was going to be... Um one of the talking points, obviously <laughs> everyone at that time rushed online. Mm. We did it ourselves here. Every small business uh, went online, but it seems like you guys resisted that urge. Yeah. How and hard was it to stay strong? During oh, that? it was very, very hard. It was wow. really hard and it was really easy in one, like one way, because it, it is the principle of the brand. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those foundation. But if um, there was things. ever a mitigating circumstance. Oh. That would be it. COVID would be it. Oh, you would think. But remembering at the time, it was only supposed to be a couple of weeks. Oh, that's true. <laughs> like, there was no so, end date. Yeah, yeah, there was no end date, but it was supposed to be very short and sharp. So for us, that knee-jerk reaction of, of course, we'll be able to teach MetaFit online. Yeah, we were like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it would make sense online as a, a delivered online. But if, yeah, if there's a, a principle around it, then there's something else to consider. Yeah, and when we when we teach the course and, and hopefully when coaches are teaching their classes, that that technique is, that, is the focus, that that's number one. So we don't mm-hmm. want people going absolutely flat out if their technique is terrible, because mm-hmm. what that usually means is someone's trying to do a really explosive tuck jump and they're landing heavy footed, crashing down on those knees and ankles and walking away and going, oh, I can't do metafit. It hurts my mm-hmm. knees or it hurts my back. And we would argue that, you know, if you do it with really good technique and then at the appropriate intensity, you shouldn't never walk away from metafit sore in your okay. joints, you know, waking up the next day and thinking, oh, my back's really sore. It must have been that Metafit class. Um, now, if your glutes are sore, that's a different story. <laughs> We're definitely targeting that. For us, that was always that foundation principle. It's always delivered online because that's the only way to deliver this program in the way that it was designed. So that's that focus on really, really good technique, that full range of movement, 
And then the intensity, like pulling that intensity out of your class, driving everybody to just, you know, really give a hundred percent. Like I, I would argue that the people that can train at home at that level are the exception, not okay. the rule. Okay. So there's definitely people out there that can put themselves through a really good workout or watch something online and, and do it in the living room or their backyard and, you know, really give it all. But mm-hmm. I would say even because even though we couldn't do Metafit online in our studio, we did 500 Zoom classes oh, wow. during the lockdown. Okay. So we would say that what we learned from Metafit and we certainly took a lot of the the movements out we mimicked some of the timings. We just paired it with our own music and a Tabata timer. Okay. So that was a tool for us to run our online our online classes. But we knew that we could see like some people, you know, you're doing something up up high and then someone the next exercise is a is a push up and then everybody disappears off the screen, <laughs> you know? So you're like, Oh, I, I'm going to hope everybody's down Do there doing correctly. a really good push up. Yeah, right. yeah. Or planks and things like that. And there's a lot of that in Metafit. So you may be up doing sprints flat out. And then the next movement is an active recovery. So it's a plank. So to me, if you're delivering that class online and you can see everybody sprinting and mm. you're going, okay, that's great. Everyone's doing it. And then all of a sudden they're gone for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You don't know exactly, yeah, and, and what doing. it's yeah. So, and the 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 premise of the classes is that the coach is always checking, correcting, and cueing good technique, and you can verbalize that online. But if you really can't see, um, it's it's not the same. And and one of our um, master trainers who delivered their own stuff as well, but he did it all through Facebook Live. Okay, so his class could see him, but he couldn't literally oh, couldn't right. see anyone. Okay. And so then it was a conversation around, you know, so we're getting all these emails like inundated <laughs> with, can I use it online? Can I teach mm. online? I need to teach it online. And, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We just got to kind of like pump the brakes and really think about this kind of thing. So one, like it goes against everything that we have believed up to this point. Mm-hmm about it being delivered and taught online. Are we going to just throw that to the window again, thinking that it's temporary? Mm-hmm. Um, next was once it's online, like how do you get it off? How do you tell people, yeah, okay, can't do it anymore? It. Yeah, right. yeah. And then the other things of like, what do we do if someone's, you know, not doing great technique or, they're doing it Facebook Live. So do we have to say, well, you can't do it Facebook Live because we know you can't see the class. You have to use Zoom and and all. And so we had all more, more, more questions than I think we had answers that would have even started to go, well, maybe we can compromise on these values this time around. So, and we had, like, we have about 2,000 coaches in Australia and it's a real diverse mix. And like, I would argue, like, the the bones of this brand, particularly in Australia, is built off women part time doing classes in the park or classes at a school hall or classes in their backyard with their mums groups, or at least that's how a lot of them started. And we have a lot of trainers because Metafit's like a portable brand. So if you're a coach, so you've done your one day certification, you've subscribed to the program, and then 
you can go anywhere with that and put that class on someone's timetable. So you could go to Snack Fitness, okay. which we have lots of coaches that do and say, I'm going to run Metafit for you on Wednesdays at six and pop it on the timetable. And so we had feedback from some coaches that are like, I have no way to teach online because I don't own my client's database. Mm -hmm. I teach out of other venues and they have the client list. But if you, if I can still keep coaching outdoors, then I can keep my, you know, some clients. And so we had to think about the people that were still trying to deliver it on in person mm -hmm. and going, well, if all of a sudden they teach it in outdoors to five people, but now their five people are happy to stay at home because they can watch someone in Perth deliver it online. It can get really messy really quickly. So what was the feedback from the trainers like? Were they pushing to get it online? And how did you oh. deal with those conversations? Yeah, it was really tough. And we have like our private Facebook group mm -hmm. where we our coaches are in. So that was obviously really big like probably if you looked back Facebook stats would be off the charts for mm. posts with the most engagement yeah. and and then you had people you know phoning and emailing so it was quite difficult conversations and at the time our business was closed you know we were going through what they were going through as well and then trying to manage and saying no to people when they're Asking for help is really, really hard. Yeah, <laughs> and we had to make the call, but also that call is up to Justin, who really owns the brand globally. Mm -hmm. And so he was having similar conversations as well and getting as much pressure and pushback. Mm -hmm. And what we really wanted to remind people, ironically, was that it was temporary and that we just needed, wanted to protect the integrity of the brand, that we want people to be coming into our coaches' spaces mm -hmm. to participate in these classes. And that's where I'd say I'm so glad that we held strong because financially, it probably wasn't a great decision. <laughs> we had very, for us, um, our courses are, are taught live. So our courses have been fewer and farther between over the last couple of years. For some of our coaches, you know, if that would only deliver MetaFit or MetaPower programs, which is the course, the class with the bit of equipment. But knowing that everybody's been financially impacted, I think if we had have said, sure, you can teach the classes online and you can do the course online, like if we're just looking at dollars, we would have probably had a great two years. So it wasn't not unnoticed that like there was financial repercussions definitely for us by not doing that mm -hmm. but I still wouldn't change it okay so you're, you're comfortable with the decision and the outcomes that have fallen from that yeah the subscription that coaches pay every month they pay that to the UK so okay. they do that subscription so they were able to freeze and pause that okay for the better part, it's still an option now if you're not back really working um, in in the industry. So very quickly, we said we, we won't, obviously we won't deduct 
your monthly mm-hmm. subscription um, while you can't use it commercially, but left everybody's access to their library. So if they still wanted to put themselves through a workout, they okay. could still use that. Um, there was some additional tracks that Justin created and released. And then he also designed the kids program kind of over that period. So put those tracks into coaches libraries for free. So they had something to use with their kids at home, help with homeschooling or just giving them yeah and that's that's really cool it's such a great little program we've turned that into a little bit more of a course oh, now a shorter course yeah and then offering it commercially for people that do actually want to put it on their business timetable and it's been really popular and it's adorable and it's <laughs> geared kind of kids around like five to some wholesome content 12. there i'm sure yeah wholesome animal big animal noises and <laughs> movements and it's it's not like hit for kids it's more about letting kids just have fun and be yeah, loud and be silly and use their imagination yeah. yeah so he tried to do a lot to support the coaches throughout that time Mm -hmm. and again in hindsight when we look at it and the way that the world came in and out of lockdowns and restrictions at different times it's it's kind of reiterate that for us that you might have someone teaching in Queensland saying I can't get my class to come back in and do Medifit because there's coaches that are in Melbourne where they're still under restrictions. So they're still allowed to deliver it online, if you will. So it was like opening a Pandora's Mm. box that obviously we would have never been able to close again. Yeah. Well, it's definitely an interesting perspective because like I said before, um, it just felt like absolutely everything went online. So (laughs) the fortitude to resist that would have been quite intense, but it seems like the outcome outcome is more in line with what you want for the brand anyway. So it seems like the right decision. Yeah. And it was, like I said, it was hard and we, we copped a lot, (laughs) a lot of messages and, and some people didn't, you know, agree with us at all. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. We just, we got some more consistent feedback a few months in from people saying, thank you for not allowing it to go online. It's been really great offering this to my clients kind of as an incentive to get them back into the gym and stuff. So as you know, you focus on the bad. And at the time there really, initially there wasn't a lot of people insisting that it stay live taught Mm -hmm. there was more more saying let us you know use it online Mm -hmm. and as soon as this is over we'll go back to not using it online but as we know that doesn't work so (laughs) it took a while for the good feedback to come through but we get that now it's always the negative that comes first yeah Yeah, and it's loudest yeah exactly and it's the one yeah you're thinking about at night going are we making the right decision like what are we going to do no (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's good but it it probably means to for us for all almost feels like starting over some days reintroducing that brand now that things are back open um, as I'm sure you know in being still very much in the industry as you are and speaking to different people mm. we've lost a lot of good people there's we've a lot of gyms that business. are no longer open that's for sure oh yeah. absolutely I actually I read a stat um, the other day that it was something like 40% of small business gyms uh, and PTs have just evaporated they've gone back to their careers that they were doing before Certainly a time of change for the industry. Yeah, 100%. Like we probably know everyone on this spectrum to some degree. We know the the trainers who've gone back to like the corporate stuff, Mm. especially the ones that were doing it, you know, part-time for a lot of them. They've 
gone back to corporate full-time. We know some of the businesses that have closed their doors. We have some master trainers that aren't in the industry. We had a venue that we ran our classes out of out of Brisbane and she's no longer open. So we've seen it from a few, quite a few different angles. Yeah, it's shocking. And I don't think we've seen the end of the turnover just yet. No, I don't think um, it's over it, either. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think too, uh, on top of that, people, uh, the clients, not everyone's come back to the gym. Yeah. So there's less trainers or gyms that are open, but there's also less clientele than there may have been before the pandemic. Yeah. And that's still that, because we've seen it with some of our courses, generally the week prior, it's some of the times it's like my kids have tested positive. Mm. So, you know, we're all, oh, yeah. I can't come in. Yeah. So we'll transferring people to the next courses. So, mm. you know, Dan and I often say to each other, if we're getting this, little taste of it with just running some courses, then it must be hugely impacting. Online is here to stay in oh, yeah. many capacities yeah. or whether it's hybrid timetables. Um, and some people have found their niche training from home. And mm-hmm. I think that that's great. The more people moving, the more people exercising with a you know great daily habits, the better. Mm. And if someone couldn't get into the gym before, but they've done it online because now there's a whole great suite of offering, like all the power to them. I truly hope though that we can keep our bricks and mortar gyms open. I think group fitness and our small business gyms and studios and they're real community builders. The communities are the driving factor to getting people back into the gym. So Yeah, I agree. And that's what I'd love to see coming back. Um, even if it's a different capacity mm-hmm. and with fresh fresh blood of trainers mm-hmm. coming through and and that's what we can hope for, I think, for the future is that this that demand will come back. It's going to take some time. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, if we flash forward to today, you're up in Queensland now. Yeah. So what was what was the decision to go up there? Just sick of lockdowns think, in Melbourne? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but we had a few things kind of go our way. Our lease was coming up on our studio. Okay. So we were probably fortunate that we had an end if we, if we wanted to, which we were actually – venue shopping in December of 2019. Mm -hmm. So that kind of scares me to think, my God, we could have been at the start of like a five-year lease. But we were fortunately at the end. So we were able to make the business change. Um, We did have the business for sale. I think it was lockdown six Mm -hmm. that the buyer said, I can't do it. And they thought that's, we don't blame you. Um, yeah, like I said, we could close without any real ramifications because the lease was up. So we managed to sell um, the equipment that we had and leave things relatively tidy. And then it was a lifestyle change as well. So my partner's kids are a little bit dispersed geographically. So we didn't have that kind of tie to, to Melbourne. His son was in Bondi work and his daughter moved to um, LA at the time she got married. So we kind of went, well, we can consider you know, a life outside of Melbourne at the moment Mm. and Queensland, like to me, like, like full disclosure, it's so affordable, like housing up here. So that was probably the biggest driving factor was that we could come up here and buy like a house and with a nice big backyard (laughs) and (laughs) the little thing. Yeah. And it'd be really affordable. And then the climate. So we're both pretty big sun worshippers that so we love just being able to be you know more outside so we're up in early beach which oh, nice. neither of us had ever been to yeah before we moved up here and it's just the most beautiful place and we've joined um, a gym up here we actually decided to give crossfit a try up here okay. 
it like for me, it's that reinforcement, like the community mm. in the CrossFit up here is brilliant. And for us, it's all we kind of need. Like we're not looking to have like a big active social life mm. and we're totally boring. I love that there's no daylight savings because I go to bed at like <laughs> 830. <laughs> but that adds so much, more than enough to to our day in terms of like that social interaction and connection and they're really engaged with the events up here there's lots of um, fitness events which is great there's like a early triathlon and there's fun runs all the time and so you can get involved in as much or as little as you want to and if you want to be involved um, the community up here is really good. Yeah, we feel like we've gotten very lucky, landed Land, somewhere really right beautiful, place. really special. And yeah, and then just basically spending the days now looking at, all right, how do we how do we hit the ground running in 2023 well, that's with, my, with yeah, Metafit? That's my final question here. The Moving forward, what are the plans? Do you think you'll find another bricks and mortar gym or oh, what, what, what's on the agenda? <laughs> We're a little probably – very gun shy on that one but interestingly enough for a population up here that's not very big we're spoiled for choice for bricks and mortar gyms uh there's quite a few up here so and all different everybody offers something different we've just had an f45 open up in airly Mm -hmm. beach Mm -hmm. right in town we're just outside a little bit we wouldn't come up and open any bricks and mortar, I think unless there had been like this absolute obvious need for one, mm-hmm. uh, but we're pretty happy being um, participants and gym members up here. So it's really about driving um, the Metafit stuff. So not starting from scratch because there's still brand awareness around. Like you said, we still have nearly 2000 coaches. Yeah, wow. so it's just really about nurturing them and, making sure that they're still you know happy with the with the brand and and supporting them but then also how do we get how do we get in front of the new the new people that are going to come through so we were fortunate to um, meet with a group of cert three graduates at TAFE in South Australia recently and that was really really good so just probably looking for some out of the box opportunities next year we do some private courses so looking at gyms that want to put all their trainers through on something that's more like that gives them a team building opportunity and then also gets everybody on the same page in terms of technique and and delivery. So the course itself is quite practical. So we do focus a lot on actually moving and moving really well. So there's a little bit of theory. We cover the science behind HIIT training and why we train the way that we do, but the bulk of it is really about good movement and then how do you coach that and how do you cue that uh, so it transfers to to all group fitness classes really so we've had great feedback from some of the private sessions that we've run okay. so we'll hopefully look at doing a few more of those so can you feel a bit of a, a groundswell for it i think so we had we have a course coming up this weekend in melbourne mm-hmm. so friday and saturday mm-hmm. and we've got some good numbers for that not quite pre-COVID, but not miles away either. Probably the best we've had since March 2020. So, which I was saying to a friend the other day, like, God bless the Victorians. (laughs) Like, you just, you know, you've 
get knocked down and you get back up. Because <laughs> some of the other states that haven't experienced it, and if you look at numbers and you try and equate it to COVID and lockdowns and go, well, that's fine. But then you look at Melbourne and go, well, they've no one's had it harder in Australia mm. than Victorian. Mm-hmm. And showing up this weekend in numbers that are great to see. So for me, that go, gives me hope. And it's just like the spirit is not gone down there in terms of. I think we're just looking forward finish. to getting out to anything. That we yeah. can. <laughs> Would you it, go take to advantage that? of it while it's there. Opening of an envelope yeah, down there. Right. <laughs> uh, that's great. I'm just glad it's, um, it's kind of regenerating slowly or. Uh, quickly, at least it's moving forward. So I think that's a real positive. And we hope that there is an appetite again, not just for the in-person training, but the in-person education mm. too. Like the Cert 3 and 4 has has been offered online for quite a while. But if you think about the last couple of years, it's probably not a stretch to go. The vast majority of graduates are coming through with the bulk of their study being done online. Okay. And to us, that goes like doing all that online that's fine if it builds up you know that theoretical knowledge but walking into a gym and delivering a group fitness class to 20 people of varying ages and abilities Mm -hmm. that can't be just taught online like it's something that it takes like it takes a little bit of a skill Mm -hmm. i always say that one of the hardest things i ever learned to do as a group fitness instructor was regress clients okay taking a client that's going all out and having a dip but is maybe doing it in a way that's not safe and bringing them back and scaling them back Mm -hmm. and that's probably one of the biggest challenges and trying to do that in a 20 minute 30 minute hit class is really hard Um, but it's a skill that when you develop it's really good because you want we want everybody coming back and I think those little technique cues that you deliver in person mm. and and really seeing where someone's going wrong. Like, again, with the, the movement capabilities that just being able to do a really good deep squat, just being able to do a push up, you know, whether it's on your knees or when you're on your toes, but still having the good technique through your core and doing a plank, it, it always laugh like you can do a plank and if your arms are way out and your butt's in the air like, <laughs> if you don't know you don't know yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> and the body is very smart yeah. it goes all right you want me to the you want me to get into this possible. plank position yeah, yeah i'll yeah. find the easiest yeah. way to do this yeah. stick my butt up all right i could stay here all day <laughs> yeah we want people in person to be able to go and and help people through that so that they're getting more out of their classes. Otherwise, as you know, if you can do something all day, you're not doing it right and you're not going to get any change and then you're just going to think it doesn't work for you or there's something wrong with you that you're doing this exercise and you're not getting any fitter. Um, If people want to get in touch with you or maybe follow along with your journey, what are the best ways to do that? Definitely like social media, so Instagram, uh, Facebook, so at MetafitANZ, mm-hmm. Australia, New Zealand. So follow along there. It's a great way to see. So generally our coaches tag us in their stories if they're okay. filming little glimpses of their classes. So great way if you follow our stories to see all the different ways um, fitness professionals use our product. So you'll see outdoor classes. You'll see someone running a class in the gym. You'll see someone doing it in a, say, say snap fitness. You might see someone, you know, doing it out on a footy oval. Mm-hmm. So great idea. And then just our website, metafit-australia.com. 
So you can go on there if you want to find out a little more information about the program and then all of our course dates. If you'd like to be involved in an episode of the Hyperbeat podcast, send an email to info at hyperbeat.com.au or contact us through our social media channels.